You know, for those of us that were here last Sunday, you know, when I was running up, I, I didn't mention what I'll be talking about today. How many of those can remember? Let me see how many who were following me last Sunday. I talk about what I was talking about today. Yes, you can remember, man, me. Eh? Yeah, that's not the topic I said I was talking about. You, you tried, but you didn't get it. I said I was talking about the captivity of sin. That's what I said I would talk about. You know, and on Friday, one of our pastors invited me for a program, a fire conference in the southeast. And I went there. And because I've spent the whole day outside, my intention was that, you know, during the course of this program, I will leave, you know. So, and I was about to leave when the, the person I was supposed to minister came in. And the first thing he said was that I want to talk about captivity. I said, captivity again? <laughs> so, I said, let me relax and hear him out, you know. And he said for that, he said, and I want to talk about captivity of sin. So, I said, well, that means I have to wait. <laughs> because that means God wants to actually communicate this issue to people. So, he actually meant to say, people, people run into captivity because of ignorance and because of sin. So, he said, captivity of sin. So, that made me to understand that, yes, this is the word for the hour. It's something that God wants us to hear. If him not being here last Sunday... God is leading him to talk about the same issue I intend to talk about today. You see, in the book of Mark 3, Mark 3, 27, the Lord said something. Let me say this as I continue. You know, many thoughts or many believe today they are, in the cap- they are under the captivity of the enemy. But the truth is that they are not under the captivity of the enemy, but they are under the captivity of what? Sin. And all their prayer points has been targeted against the enemy. When, whereas they should look inward and target their prayer point towards themselves, that God should deliver them from their sin. Because the Bible says something. If the way of a man does what? Pleases the Lord. What will happen? He will make even. Even. That's what even is what? Enemies. To be what? To be at peace with him. Mark 3 27 said. So no man can enter into a strong man's house. And spoil his goods. Except he will first bind the strong man. And then will spoil his own his house. Oftentimes, when we read this scripture, we read it, of course, from the context which it was written, was talking about the devil being a strong man. But this principle can be applied to us as believers as well. Because that will make me to understand that I am more than conqueror through Christ who strengthens me. He said all power in heaven and earth has been given to him and he's given unto me as well. 
that what he did, we can also do as well. So in a way, I'm a strong man. I'm a powerful man. God has made me strong. And so the devil, because he understood that I'm being strengthened by the law. Before he comes to me, he wants to weaken me as well. Make sure that I'm weak so that he can come into my life. The Bible says that when the edge is broken, what happened? The serpent bites. So he wants to weaken me. Praise the Lord. So they will seek the opportunity to bridge that defense line I have. Because he knows that, you know, he cannot just come if you are with the law. So when sin sets him, then the, the edge is broken and the enemy can come in. Praise the Lord. And I pray the Lord Almighty will defend you. But you need to understand that the devil tries to breach that line of defense and by causing you to do things against the will of God and being able to come into your situation, come into your, to your space. Let me make some statements here, which if you like, you may just want to put it down. You know, I just, as just made, to me, I put them down and, uh, you may want to put them down as well. You see, I say that anything that has power over you is your master. Anything that has power over you is your master. No matter how little that thing may look like, no matter how trivial it may look like, if it has power over you, it's your master. And I say, anything that has mastered you can put you in captivity. Anything that has mastered you can put you in that captivity. So if it is uh, what I call it now? Cigarette, for example. That somebody's Given to. That cigarette smoking will put him or her in captivity. If somebody, for example, is given to drugs, who have become addicted to a drug, particular drug, that drug has put them into captivity. They cannot do without the drug. Even though they don't know that the drug is killing them, they will still be going after it. It's captivity. And anything that has put you in captivity controls you. It controls you. Your actions. You know, somebody that is in captivity or drugs, for example, even though he doesn't have money, he goes, he goes everywhere looking for money to buy that drug. Somebody that is in captivity of sexual lust does everything to engage in sexual immorality. 
is thinking or thinking is taking away. He just wants to do things that you know in his normal senses he will not do. Something that is that is given sexual loss it is under that oppression of the devil. You know, if he says somebody is, uh, this person is HIV positive and is in that mood, he cannot just hold himself. That thing controls him. Praise the Lord. For example, if money has power over you, the money will master you. You will not master the money. Money controls how you behave. If it's all about all you think about is money all the time, it controls you. And so if sin has power over you, sin will master you and put you in captivity. If sin has power over you, it will put you in captivity, it controls you. Everything you do be controlled by that sinful act. Praise the Lord. If it's just lying, you know you can lie. That lie will control your life. Everything we do, and know something about lying, is that when you tell one lie, you will need another lie to do what? To cover it up. If you discover that one, you have to do what? Tell another lie. And you will see that that lie controls your life. And you will tend to do things to, to make that lie to be like the truth. So that it doesn't look like a, like a fake news. Praise the Lord. <laughs> you do everything to make that life to look like new. The real truth. It controls your life. You know, of course, all of us can say when we were younger, you know, when we do some things and we don't want our parents to know, you know, we say some things and we begin to behave to, to justify what we have done. To make it look real. So you've seen as power over you, it controls everything about you. And I'm going to look at a, it's a, one person in the scripture that is somebody, somebody that was in captivity of sin. Sin mastered him. And he could not control himself. Even so, he saw death like this. He was still walking into it. That was in the book of Judges. Judges. Samson was a man that God set a path for. From the time he was born, I would say he was a Nazarite. He was meant to be a great man in the land. God endowed him with so much power as God can endure you and me with so much wisdom, so much ability, so much skill. We have people that have skill, have abilities today. They have ruined their life because of sin. They could not achieve their potentials. But I was praying. Said, the richest place in the world today, people say, is the graveyard. The devil tries so many things to pull down something. Even before he started. Before the before Bible started recording about how many Philistines he killed. I would say there was a time that he went out with his parents and the lion came. The devil wanted to kill him that time. He could not. 
But the devil now came to realize that this man had a weakness. And he began to push him to that weakness. He began to push him in the direction of that weakness. As I said before, when God makes a way for you, God positions people to get you there. The devil does well as well. He positions traps on the path so that you will not get to where you should get to. Praise the Lord. And you can see that as well in the life of Joseph. Joseph, God made a path for him to become the prime minister in England. Sorry, in, in Egypt. But the devil set trap for him as well in Potiphar's house. Say, Potiphar's wife, show your body to him. Let him fall for you. And he would have ended up being the chief slave in Potiphar's house instead of prime minister of Egypt. Praise the Lord. He would have thought that he achieved so much being a slave and being the chief slave in Potiphar's house. But he could have achieved so much more. Many could have achieved so much more today. But they have the level they are because they have been trapped and trapped by the enemy. You will not be entrapped in the name of Jesus. The devil will not entrap your children in the name of Jesus. So Satan was pushing something towards that place where he knows that that was his weakness. The enemy could not hold him down. The enemy, he fought the enemy, he killed thousands of them. They could not hold him down. The enemy was not his problem. His problem was sin. Captivity. Sin. Let us read it. Judges. I'll read from, it's a long one, but it's important that we read it. Judges chapter 16. From verse 4. Judges 16 from verse 4. So, and it came to pass after all that he loved a woman in the valley of Sorek, whose name was Delilah. And the Lord of the Philistines came up unto her and said unto her, Entice him and see where in his great strength lies. And by what means we may prevail against him, that we may bind him to afflict him. And we give thee, every one of us, 1,100 pieces of silver. May your secret not be revealed to your enemies. See, entice him. They know that they cannot attack him themselves. They, are, they, they saw that he has a weakness. So, and the Lila said unto Samson, Tell me, I pray thee, wherein thy great strength light, and wherewith thou mightst be bound to afflict thee. And Samson said unto her, If they bind me with seven grains sweets, and that, that were never dried, then shall I be weak and be as another man. Then the Lord of the Philistines brought up to her seven green wheats, which had not been dried, and she burned in with them. Now there were men lying in wheats, abiding with her in the chamber. And she said unto him, The Philistines be upon thee, Samson, and he break the wheats, as the thread of tow is broken, when it touches the fire. So his strength was not broken, none. And the Lala said unto Samson, Behold, thou hast mocked me and told me lies. Now tell me, I pray thee, where will thou must be bound? And he said unto her, If they bind me fast with new ropes and never were 
occupy then shall i be weak and be as another man the Lord therefore took new robes and bound him therewith and said unto him the faith be upon this something and there were liars in which abiding in the chamber and he break them from off his arms like a thread and then last said unto something he had that has mocked me and told me lies tell me where we that might be bound and he said unto her if thou weavest the seven locks of my head with the web and she fastened it with the, the pain and said unto him the felicity be upon thee something and he mocked and he awaked out of his sleep and went away with his pain of the pain and with the web and she said unto him how can thou say i love thee when thy heart is not with me thou hast mocked me three times this three times and has not told me where in that great strength lies and it came to pass when she praised him daily with her words and urged him so that his soul was first unto death that he told her all his heart and said unto her there had not come a razor upon my hand for I have been a Nazareth unto God from my mother's womb if I be shaven then my strength will go from me and I shall become weak and be like any other man and when Delilah saw that he had told her all his heart, she sent and called for the Lord of the Philistines, saying, Come up this once, for he has shown me all his heart. Then the Lord of the Philistines came up unto her and brought money in their hand. And she made him sleep upon his knees. Hmm. And she called for a man, and she caused him to shave off the seven locks of his head. And she began to afflict him, and his strength went from him. And she said, The Philistines be upon this something. And he awoke of his sleep and said, I will go out as at the other times and shake off, shake myself. And he wished not that the Lord would depart from him. May the Lord not depart from you. But the Philistine took him and put out his eyes and brought him down to Gaza and burned him with fetters of brass. And he did grind in the prison house. Albeit the hair of his head began to grow again. After he was shaving. Praise the Lord. This is a long story. But what I want to bring out here. Is that. Something was under a captivity. Of sin. How many times. Did he deceive. Did she deceive him. Three times. And he could actually see. That this woman was trying to get me killed. It's not that he didn't know. He knew. He knew that on those three occasions, people came actually trying to kill him. But yet, he said, when you know, she pressured him too much, he still went ahead to give that precious secret and told her everything. And I asked myself, which kind of captivity is that? You know the consequences of what will happen. And you are ready to give it. He was so much into that sin that he was ready to give his life for it. It's a captivity of sin. And this is what is happening to many today. They are engaged in hearts that they know that this heart can lead to their death. Either physically 
or spiritually. But they can't stop. That in negativity is a hold on them. Stronghold. They can see that what they are doing is not good. They know. But they cannot stop. They are under the captivity. That sin has so much eating deep into their life that they could not see themselves stopping it. It's become part of them. It's captivity that sin brings to them. Somebody knows that he's working in an establishment that, you know, he, he's been stealing money, stealing money, stealing money. He knows that if, they, if he's caught, he's going to be sacked. But he couldn't stop. He's under that hold. You're married, you're committing adultery. He knows the sin. But you can't stop. Captivity of sin. So much engrossed into it. But no matter how you have tried, it's not working. But there's somebody that can deliver. They can set free from the captivity of sin. See, if the Lord Jesus Christ makes you free, you are free indeed. I said last week concerning that woman, that prostitute that was brought to the Lord Jesus Christ. It was not brought to him with the intent. Of setting her free. That was not where they brought her to him. She was brought to him. With the intent. Of killing him. And justifying the reason she was killed. But God set her free. And he set her free in such a way. That when those people see her next time. Instead of looking at her. And saying this is the possible to do. They be looking at themselves and say. Ah, am I not one of the sinners myself? So she was free to walk around without condemnation. She was free indeed. If you have to be somebody else that sits free and say, please, let us pardon her for today. They will see me seeing her the next day say, let us kill her again. But from that day, she was free. Completely free. God can set us free. I don't know what you are going through today. Any form of captivity. Things that have been like a hold on you. I've been struggling with it. The Lord Jesus Christ can set us free. Can set you free. It was too late for Samson. It was too late for him. But when they brought him out, when they, the first thing they did was do what? To, to destroy his eyes. That eyes that he used to see fine girls that would not let him rest. That was what they dealt with. You have been seeing our guys and you have been going, going with them. Let us destroy the heart. And they ridicule him. You will not fall to the ridicule of the enemy. You will not fall to the ridicule of the devil. In the name of Jesus Christ. I want us to bow down our heads this morning. I'm beginning to pray for yourself. Is there anything that's like a hold? That you have been struggling with. You know, you know that this is not right. You are struggling with it. The Lord can set you free. Can make you 
to overcome it. Pray to the Lord today. Say, Lord, come and intervene. What you alone can do, come and do in this situation. God is able. God's able to do just what he said he would do. He's gonna fulfill every promise Don't give up on God Cause he won't give up on you He's able He's able, brethren I don't know what you are struggling with It was too late for something he could not stop himself. But God is here with you today. He's able to deliver you. He's able to set you free. He's able to, to release you from that hold. That captivity of sin. That thing that is mastering you. That is controlling your life. God is able to do it. He's able to do it. Thank you, Jesus. Ask God for intervention. In whatever area where your weakness is, that was a weakness to something. That was a weakness to something. What is that weakness today? That is like, you know that that could be a source, a way the enemy can get into you. Pray! That God Almighty will intervene. Your own weakness may be anger. Anger! Anger! Maybe your own weakness. You just flare up easily. Remember that anger. That anger. Is the same thing. Was the same thing that did not allow Moses to get to the promised land. That anger, God made a way for him in the wilderness. He parted the Red Sea for him, but he could not get to his destination because of anger. Your own may be anger. You have been struggling with this. Lay it before the Lord Almighty today. Say, Lord, help me. Help me in this area. Your own may be lies. You can lie easily. You just it just flow in easily. It just flow in easily. Lying. Flow in easily with you. Pray. God deliver me. Deliver me from this hold. From this hold, oh Lord. Deliver me. Deliver me. Thank you, Jesus. Yours may be lost of the high. Lost of the high. You don't see anything on the opposite sense. Once you see that and say, you begin to change. Everything is about you. Pray. Deliver me from this hold. Deliver me from this old. You are doing all this able. You are able. You are able. Let not this be an entrapment from the devil for you. Let it not be an entrapment for the devil. Let the devil not use you to hold you, Lord. Lord, help me. Thank you, Jesus. Help me, oh Lord. Help me, oh Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yours will be money. Money, money has mastered you. Money has mastered you. And the devil is using that want to push you to the cliff, to the cliff, to the cliff. He wants to push you down. Pray, God, help me. Help me. Help me. Help me. I don't want to be in the captivity of sin. I don't want to be held down by this captivity. Lord, help me. Father, help me. Father, help me. Father, help me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, blessed be your holy name.
God is able to do just what he says he will do. He is going to fulfill every promise to you. Don't give up on God. Cause he won't give up on you. He is able. Thank you, Lord. Some of you, this will be submission as a woman. Submission. Submission. Submission to your husband. To your spouse. That could be an avenue the enemy may want to use to come into your life. Pray that the Lord Almighty will intervene. The Lord Almighty will rescue you. That you'll be strong indeed. You'll be powerful indeed. The enemy will not breach the gap. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Heavenly Father, we thank you.